They say one man's trash is another man's treasure. Well, I say one man's trash was my nickname in high school. <coughs> Not really. Pitney and I have always loved what old people throw out. And our lives and homes would be empty without thrift stores. Hang out with us while we reminisce about shopping. Welcome to Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique. We may be awful, but, but we're, we're right. Because it's cute. So like, oh my god, so you know how much I love Green Day, right? Oh, yeah. And I have not really paid that much attention to them from for the last couple records because I listened to things and I was like, meh, and I never bought them. Well, like, if it doesn't grab you the way the old stuff grabbed you, it's different. Yeah, because yeah. well, I love their old stuff. And then American Idiot. God, I must have listened to that album. I remember oh I was living, or I should say Peggy, remember when Peggy was staying with me? Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, I think I must have played that album 20 times a day. That was all I played for probably six months. That's so, and, that's so us. <laughs> and she was like, I can't believe you're playing that damn album again. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but when, when, you're in, the, when you're in love with an album, what else are you going to do? Yeah. And then the album after that 21st century breakdown, I loved that too. Yeah. I listened to that later. But then I don't remember what the one after that was, but I was like, oh, because it went back to their old sound, which I was like, this isn't that era anymore and what the fuck, right? Okay. I mean, they're always going to sound like an agey 90s. Sort of punk, punk sort of pop that's punk, what yeah. They are. Yeah. But anyway, but it anyway, but this album got really good reviews, and I listened. I watched a video of the first single from it, and then I kind of skipped around and listened to it. Right. And I bought it because I was so excited at work. We had it on limited edition, Target only, clear vinyl. Oh yes. Yes. So of course I bought it because records are not seven ninety nine anymore; they're twenty five ninety nine. Oh my god! And yeah. if I'm never gonna listen to it, I ain't gonna buy it. But I decided I bought it, and I've been listening to that incessantly. Oh my god! Oh how wonderful! So did you did you ever have any of their other albums on vinyl, or were they always CD? It was always CD or okay. cassette. Yeah. So do they sound? I mean, is it? experiencing Green Day on vinyl? Is it is is it different? Is it warmer? Is it... Uh, to me, it's the same. But oh, having see, this yeah. album that I haven't listened to a million times, it's hard to say. That's true. That's true. Because, like, I remember when CDs first came out and, like, hear, you know, like, hearing songs you always knew and then hearing them for the first time on CD and it was like, oh, my God, that's completely different. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and at the time we were always like, oh yeah, that's, it's so much better. But it wasn't better. It was just different. No. And I think that I told you, I don't know if I've said on the show, but like nobody cares and we don't need to talk about it. But 
I've been rebuying all the old Joni Mitchell records. Oh, you've definitely been talking about Joni, yes. Yeah, through eBay. Right. On vinyl. Because they just sound the way that I remember them listening right. to those old albums digital. Oh, like through Amazon it's, or something? Yeah, it's great that I can get them on Amazon because I have the, you know, unlimited monthly blah, blah, blah right. that I pay for. And it's great. But it's not the same as having that little bit of distortion and that little bit of popling and the crackle when you put it down. Record. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, they're holding an album cover in your hands, especially an older one where they were. It was like the thicker cardboard, and it all. Sometimes they felt like it was in. They were all individually painted because they were so yeah, textured and, and everything. Sometimes they're embossed, and sometimes they have gatefolds, and so you get a big picture and, with like a cutout, and so that the yeah, ins, the inner and the sleeve shows become a record size and not CD size. So that right there is better. Right? right. Oh my god, records are just awesome. Oh my yeah, god. so I've been like really into like buying records lately on eBay and whatnot, and of course I'm buying pretty much exclusively things that I used to own before. Damn it! That's good. I know because I then I'm sort of like, oh, I wish I hadn't got one of the, the, getting rid of all those records. But could you imagine all the records I had at Woodrow if I hauled those around with me and then? Oh, God. Brought them here to California? Oh, my God. Even before you moved to Texas. I mean, you you shipped boxes to my apartment. And then you carried what you could carry. Yeah. Like, on the train. I mean, it it was like suitcases only, pretty much. So, you didn't, like, arrive at my place with a bunch of records. You got rid of shit. All the stuff you used to have in Santa Cruz and and in San Francisco was gone. Yeah, I just <laughs> it all. That's you know, awesome. And it really makes me mad because there was this thrift store. It was, oh, it was the Salvation Army. The Salvation Army store mm. by my Target store that I work at. Okay. When I first moved here, I was so excited because they had a room that was all books, right? Oh. This big room. And the entire wall from floor to ceiling was solid records. Oh my god, you just don't see that anymore. And I mean, so much oh. of it was shit, but you could find well, some yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. And oh my god. I remember after COVID ended, going back to that thrift store, because I specifically to buy records. Right. They had remodeled all the records were gone. <gasps> and I had actually asked, and they were like, oh, nobody bought them, we don't even carry that anymore. And I'm like, Really? That is a lot of real estate in a store if no one else is coming in to buy well, it. Yeah, you. And so yeah. much of it was like, you know, it was just like unbelievable shit you've never heard of, you know. But, you know, even if I worked in a store like that, it would be hard to curate the records because sometimes the weird shit is what I want to buy. Like, they couldn't possibly know. Like,. They could have, like, every album Kenny Rogers ever made, and I wouldn't care, but someone else would think that was great. But, like, I want, you know, some weird old preacher, and it's, like, all of his sermons or some crazy shit like that, because I'm in a mood, (laughs) you know? Oh, yeah, like, me with my Wayne Newton albums. Right. You know? Absolutely. 
And when I first started collecting Wayne, yeah, in the late '80s, you could go to any thrift store because they always had a ton of records, and they were all from the '60s. And they were all shit that people got rid of, largely because their grandma died or something, right? Yes. Or something like that. I found my entire Wayne collection that I've had to rebuy, thank you very much, at thrift stores. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, when when I was, um, my senior year of high school was kind of when I started obsessively buying records at thrift stores because... That was when I came to the realization, like, well, like, maybe junior year may have been the beginning of it, but, like, because, because I have old parents, and my parents were only a few years older than other people's grandparents, because Mm -hmm. if their mother had them when they were 18, and, and her mother had her when she was 18, then their grandmother was 36 when they were born, and my mother was 35 yeah. when I was born. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, same as me. Yeah. 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 So, like, you know, realizing that my parents didn't, like, that whole kind of hippie era, late 60s, early 70s, that whole musical era, I didn't know anything. Like, I knew the Motown stuff because mom liked that. But mm-hmm. I didn't know like I barely knew who the Beatles were. I don't I don't think I knew more than maybe one Rolling Stones song. I didn't know anything about like Led Zeppelin. I had a friend, I knew the Who because I had a friend when I was younger who was into the Who. But mm-hmm. like that was it. Like I didn't know any music. So my senior year, I didn't listen to top 40 radio. I didn't listen to anything current. I only listened to like oldies and classic rock stations and that and i sort of like i would go and go to thrift stores and i i mostly my main three things that i bought back then i had to have every album george harrison ever did which was not hard see these things were all very easy to collect. Oh yeah, because they were so popular. Everybody had Everybody them. had them and then all it takes is one person to die and all yeah. of a sudden their entire record collection is gone. Yeah, exactly. So I was able to get all of George Harrison's albums, a shit ton of like Arlo Guthrie. I was very into Arlo Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And Cat Stevens. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god. My god, yeah. my Cat Stevens collection is immaculate. Yeah. But like I could get, and, and talking about, like, record covers, I mean, Cat Stevens' album covers are just fucking stunning. I mean, I can't even explain some of them without going on for, like, I 20 know, minutes. I remember I had some of his records, because I got, was into him for a while. I remember I had T for the Tillerman. I was going to say, you probably had T for the Tillerman. You might have had Taser and the Fire Cat. That yes. was That was yes. the, other, the other really big one. Or and Catch Bullet 4. It was, like, there was... Artwork on those covers and not pictures, right? It was artwork. Yeah. And then sometimes on the inside, you'd get like a picture of him and you'd be like, oh my God, he's really hot. Oh my God. (laughs) He was so fucking beautiful. Are you drinking out of the the Joni Mitchell mug that I gave you for Christmas? Oh, I am. Hi, Joni. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. Oh my God. 
Fabulous. I love that. This is my mug of the week. Oh, good. It horrifies my mom. That you. But I use one mug a week. Well, I got to Because I think it's stupid to drink coffee and then dump it out and then I use it the next morning and then I dump it out and then I use it the next morning and then I use it. It's stupid to like load up the dishwasher. With a mug a day. Yeah. So this is my mug of the week. I have I I have mugs that it's like when I when I'm done with drinking my coffee for the day I fill them up with water, and then later that day I'll because since I use creamer and stuff it's like it takes a little bit more than just dumping so I'll I'll rinse them out really good and I'll put them in the dish drainer and then the next morning that's my mug because like the mugs with our the mug with our mugs on them the the giant mug. Oh yeah, with our with our heads on it. That's like the best fucking coffee mug in the world. It's so huge. It's almost the size of my head. I fucking love it, and it has me on it and you. So it's like, what else would I want to drink out of? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but ba- but back to records. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But I, mean, I also go off I, on a tangent on coffee. But that is not this. Not it's kind of Joni place. Mitchell's fault. But um, yes, but, it is. But yeah, like shit, like um. <laughs> But we could talk about champagne, pink champagne and tuna fish. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. People can ask about that one. <laughs> I think they could probably Google it, right? Wasn't that a thing? Didn't mm-hmm. we Google it once? Okay. But, like, I also, because I was like, I, there's so many different. I went from having, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 records. And then. And then, you know, once I really realized just what you could do, what you could buy in thrift stores, and I started, like, obsessively collecting, well, like, I, you know, my, what I call my TV tie-ins, like, you know, whether it's an emergency record, or a Star Trek record, or a, oh god, you know, like, I have two completely different laugh-in albums. I have that one that's the music of World War II sung by the cast of Hogan's Heroes. Oh my god, that's so fabulous. It's so good. <laughs> but, and I mean, if it weren't for thrift stores... You shit anymore because no. thrift stores don't have records. But God, when they did, you know, it's like, I'm not, it, the, you know, ending up with all those old uh, 78s and shit, you know, my that took me down my my Harry Lauder path when I found that hundred year old 78 at the, at the thrift town and looked it up online and to look up like the serial number. And I found a whole website that was all the serial numbers of all. Remember remember that? that. All the old Victor record the Victor editing Amelia here. It was the Victor talking machine company. Back you go. With like the one-sided, the one-sided um, 78s because it was that old. Victor something. Wow, but then, so but cool. I, when I looked it up and then I and then I saw the name Harry Lauder on there and I I mean I told this story a hundred years That's ago. That's right because you went down this rabbit hole. Yes. Yes, I remember. I, and I called my mother and I said, I said, haven't you? You know, do you know who Harry Lauder is? Because. Because she, my grandmother was a lauder, her mom, and she always said that lauder is one of those names that everyone, if there's two lauders, they are related to each other. Yeah. And so I asked my mom, 
if she ever heard of Harry Lauder. And I didn't say anything else. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know. Because Harry Lauder was my my grandfather's cousin. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And she goes, she goes, and he was like a, she was, he was like a singer or something. And he was like in theater. And yeah, he, he was back in Scotland or whatever. Like she knew all this stuff. That's but, so cool. But she hadn't thought of him in a million years. You know, since she grew up in her grand her grandparents' well, yeah, house, why would you? Yeah. yeah, and I'm and she's like, "Why are you asking?" And I said, "Because I just saw his name on a list of all these old seventy eights, and then and then that Christmas I surprised her because I I went online and found some, and I bought some, and when the family was over at my house for Christmas, I just put a Harry Lauder record on." And said, "Okay, mom, listen to this." And no one else knew what the hell we were talking but it about. Was like, what, it was like, it was your like your mom's great grandfather. It well, her her grandfather. It was him, his cousin, or according okay. to him, it was his cousin. I still have okay. not done all the genealogy thing to figure out who actually. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Sir Harry Lauder, I should say. And of course, your of course your sisters were probably like, "What's this?" Oh, they don't ever know anything. <laughs> if it's important, if it was important to mom, they did not. They didn't yeah. know. Like when yeah. I bought mom her favorite movie ever for Mother's Day one year, and they'd never even heard of it. And I'm like, "It's mom's favorite movie." Uh, you know. Speaking of records and moms, yes. So. You know, we are renovating that bathroom. Oh, yes. Yes. Which we are not getting into. No, because because it's painful. Yes. Just for the listeners, I am not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. (laughs) I don't even live there and I'm not happy. We will leave it there. But anyway, going through those cabinets, one is mom still has a bunch of records, like albums. And they've just been sitting in one of those cabinets? That are sitting in there. And there's like some... Barbra Streisand albums and some old Broadway soundtracks and just like the Tijuana Brass and I mean just a (gasps) lot of stuff that I see. I would be excited by the Tijuana Brass. (laughs) Well, I will give you the Tijuana Brass, but anyway, so there. But anyway, but but in that drawer, yeah, where Mom's records are, and I'm saying I'm not. There's there's probably like twenty. It's not like a lot, right? You know, but. There's these two, like, leather books with, like, buckles on them. And what they are, they are old 45s that were my Auntie Katie's. Oh, wow. That Mom brought here when Katie died. Right. And these are, like, from totally the 50s. Right. Maybe did they have forty fives? They probably didn't have Jukeboxes 45s in the played forties, did they? Um Well, I mean jukeboxes played forty fives. Yeah, because I mean um, anyway, I'm not the sure exactly when they started. For sure. And there's two binders of these forty fives. Oh my god. And other than I think maybe there's a Frank Sinatra song or two. But you don't know who they are? Other than that, it's just, like, such esoteric old stuff. I don't know what the fuck 
any of it is. Oh my god, maybe one day we can just be on a phone call and you can just be going through it and just say names and I'll just start screaming. Yeah, but it's super cool. Oh my god. And there is also in there, there were also antiquities, there's some old 78s. And I have no way to play them because my turntable only does 45 and 33. Mine doesn't do 78. I only buy turntables that play 78s. You know. Because so I'm thinking, I, I mean, this them. is oh not a conversation for our now, but if no. you can work it out to come to San Jose for that con. Oh my God. We could like oh have God. fun with 45s and 78s. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, because that's, well, that's other in phases, August. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm giving heavy thought to that because that's like towards the end of a big project for me, but it's also a project I always finish really early and then I'm just helping out at the end. I just, I have to talk to, I have to talk to other people, but yes, I, yeah, I, so I really want to go to, the, I really want to try to go to that con. And if you go to the con, you know, you can go to a bunch of thrift stores to find stuff to change into costumes. Hello. Yeah, that reminds me. <laughs> I don't remember what con it was, but I'm sure... I'm sure we, we must have been at the Red Lion. It must have been the fucking Red Lion. So, you, I don't know what you were wearing, but you wanted me to dress as Mona because we went to a thrift store and we found it was, it was that bacon at the Red Lion. Was it bacon ninety okay. two, or was it ninety three? I don't I don't know. We the the one where we had the table in the dealer's room yeah, that next was to Marion Zimmer I ever vended. Yes, and yes. I hid under the table to hide from Trisha von Lichtenstein. <laughs> Penny Velvet. What is this Penny Velvet? <laughs> Yeah, the, okay, just, we can tell stories just from that fucking con. We could do an entire episode on that, probably. We could yeah. do an entire episode <laughs> on, on how Marion Zimmer Bradley is a cunt, or was. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, because we're not the only ones who say so. You could Google that shit. Oh, yes. She's, like, the, one of the biggest monsters who ever lived, and she was very <sighs> rude to us. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it was at that con. And, um... We had gone to a thrift store and we bought, we found these boots that if they yes. had not been in the condition they were in, they were quite, they were quite fabulous in their day. They were kind of cream colored stretch vinyl, I guess. He's laughing yes. because he can picture them. And they would like, they were like knee high, like kind of go-go boots, but knee high. But the problem with it is that the stretch part was giving out and the vinyl was flaky. So as I was wearing those boots that were starting to puddle around my ankles and walking around the hotel and I'm leaving a trail of cream, of cream colored Oh, Flaked I remember that. Because, yeah, it was, like, old and decrepit in the slightest stretch. And I don't know why I bought them, though. And like, the plastic like, coating that was the quote-unquote vinyl would just come off in flakes like dandruff, you know? Yeah. But some of them were, like, huge. It was, like, paint flaking off of a wall. It was yeah, horrible. Yeah, you, you were left with, like, this, you know, like... 
this polyester webbing underneath, right? Yeah, and like the feet still had the the vinyl on them, but like the top part was like this weird stretchy elastic shit. But then there was also the dress, which was double knit polyester, sleeveless window, like white with like turquoise window pane pattern. Kneeling, oh, yes, yes. and that day, and we just put a belt around it, and then you did my hair and my makeup, which I never recommend anyone to allow him to do. You gave me such a big mole on my face. There are pictures somewhere. Oh my god! Oh my god! That dress, yes. But that dress, it there, it fit me great, and it's like if it it was dumpy when it was knee length, but then one day later, it was we should make it mini, so that it will actually be cute, and I can actually wear it. And the plan was that we were going to take the strip that cut we cut off the bottom, and I was going to make a headband out of it. Like, to go around my oh, hair with yeah. my fabulous yeah. fall and everything. Because I used to love to do that when I wore 60s stuff. But the problem was... And see, here's here's the thing. <laughs> so, it was... A, because it was a windowpane pattern, there were, there were these lines that were perfectly parallel to the floor. Yeah. So, cutting it on a line was very easy. Yeah. But... I had it on. We made a decision. There were pins yeah. being put in to decide what the length, what the best length was going to be. And we decided which blue line you were going to cut on. I take it off. I hand it to him. He goes to the sewing machine. When I get it back, it is barely covering my ass. It was easily six inches or more shorter than it was when we put the pins in it. So I was never going to wear that again because it was basically a shirt now, a double knit polyester shirt, as opposed to a cute mini dress. Now, now remind me because I feel like we didn't just toss it. I feel like you kept it in case anyone needed it, but what am I remembering correctly? Did okay first drag show in your yard the first time we uh-huh. put on a drag show in your backyard? Oh wait, I think I know what you're gonna say, but I'm wait you see see it first. Was it Fancy Sinatra? Yes. Was she wearing that dress? It Am was I Fancy remembering Sinatra? Yes. So okay, so that is where that dress went. Mm-hmm. Did we give it? To, we must have given it to her because it fit her great. It was very. You cute know, I'm on friends her. with her on Facebook now. Out of the blue. Oh my god. So we should tell so people. We can so we ask her, do you still have that dress? <laughs> I hope so. Because God damn it. I mean, it's going to survive the apocalypse. But here's the thing. Oh, because God. as all double knit polyester will. So he used to put on these drag shows in the backyard. And the first one was one of the most spectacular things ever. And someday, because I have it on, I have the videotape. Yeah. Someday I will digitize and I will put bits and pieces together and maybe we can put them up on the YouTube channel. Maybe. Maybe. That would be fun. I'd love to see it again. It's it's going to be, you know. You know. But it was it like, yeah. it was, well, as Pitney said when the cops showed up later, you know, a little drag, a little Star Trek. Yeah. Um, but we, but we had this, one of the wonderful numbers was a friend who she was... She was sort of 
dressed in a very Nancy Sinatra out- outfit yeah. and stuff. She was fancy Sinatra. And what she was lip syncing to was not Nancy Sinatra doing these boots. It was Wayne Newton. May- Wayne Newton doing these boots are made for walking. And so um, it was it was it was drag, even though it wasn't. It was drag. Yes, it was. It was drag. But it was it was Nancy Sinatra drag. But the best thing about it is that nobody is that everyone thought it was a woman singing. No one thought it was yes. a man. Yes. I'm a man, says Wayne Newton. <laughs> I'll punch you right in the face, Johnny Carson. How dare you? Oh All right. God. I think most of the costumes for that show, if, if not all of them, were from thrift stores. Oh, I think so. Other than oh that no, rainbow, no, the, Star, uh, the that, Star Trek costumes I sew. Yeah, you meant yeah, because we had. Um, Other than the had, Star Trek costumes, uh, though, everything was from the thrift store. Yeah, because uh, me and the other Amelia, uh, that we had the two Amelias, sort of. Yeah. Except my actual name, but we had the two of us, and yeah. we just happened to have the same name, and we just, as Pitney was making the costumes for us, we found out, oh my god, all of our measurements are the same, and our shoe size is yeah. the same, and when my mother watched the video, because it's very uh-huh. important that my mother watched the video of that drag show, she could not tell, when we were both on stage, she could uh-huh. never tell which one was me. That's how that's much we were twins. So fab- Yeah, that was awesome. We were in like little red Uhura dresses and we were go-go dancers while um, one friend of ours, she was Captain Kirk and then Pitney was Spock. Yeah. Doing, anyway. But, you know, but there was a lot of great thrifted costumes. Oh, God. And oh, we rented yeah, a bear oh, suit. Oh, it. We even rented a bear suit. Oh, we did. Because this was classy. Yes, we did. For the S&M circus yes, yes for the three ring lesbian mud wrestling circus <laughs> it was but, oh so good we put on really good shows well because you know <laughs> back then it's not like now well nothing's you go to like thrift now. stores and you see nothing but shit that nobody wants now. yes it's like everything is from the early 90s and everything is be. like yeah. early 90s track suits and it's like, get, get I mean, when I shit. started going to thrift stores in the 80s, right? Everything was from the 60s. You could find all this cool 60s and 70s stuff. Yeah. And it was dirt cheap because nobody wanted it. Right. Even, even like, really cool 90s, shit from, like, mid-century shit. You could find cool shit. 80s stuff, which was dirt cheap because nobody wanted it. Yeah. And now it's all vintage and expensive, even though right. still nobody wants it. No one buys it for those prices. But anyway, that's another discussion. But thrift stores suck now. They do. Because nobody wants... It's just nobody a bunch wants... of ugly Walmart brand shit at thrift stores now. Nobody wants, like, to, to dress like Hillary Duff in 1999. That's not a thing yeah. that anyone's aspiring to be. You know, and it's long are the, the days where I could just walk in and I would see that bright orange and white triple polyester waitress dress from 1965 and oh. it hit me and I'd buy it. Oh my God. When you or can I find would, like old, like, yeah. like, like fast food uniform or like 7-Eleven shirts, like the, the uniform shirts that people had to wear in service jobs from like the sixties and seventies, yes, which cool. Like oh covered in seven eleven. I used to wear those yoga. all the time. Remember, yes. I used to wear that. That was part of my look. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, anytime we found anything like that, it was like, oh, yeah, fuck yes! Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But it was a cornucopia of costuming delights, too, because, right. you know, metallics oh, are very popular in the I'm, 60s I'm, and 70s. I am hearing Verity in my head because Verity Noslin. That was her thing. Whenever you'd go into a, st- a, a thrift store, she would have to do a quick scan. Yeah, she'd be like, Pitney, Pitney, you know, we don't have to stay here because this store normally doesn't have things, but we'll just do the quick scan. We'll do a quick scan. And she would basically and, quickly go up and down every aisle looking for metallic fabric. And if there wasn't anything metallic, we'd leave. <laughs> yeah, because a metallic, like a metallic disco top or something... How how is that not going to be an awesome costume where you're playing an alien? You know, it's yeah, it's well, totally it Galaxina. Yeah, because God is like anything metallic. You could totally have made a Tom Baker era Doctor Who costume out of. You could be the Movellans like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was easy. yeah. Take yeah. take that deep cut like 1977 Tom Baker. Yes. The Movellans, like, yes. From one Doctor Who story in the 70s. If you know what the Movellans all will send you a mug. That's right. Descri- <laughs> physically describe a Movellan to us. And it was always my fantasy. And somehow try to do it without laughing. I always wanted to be a Movellan at a con. It's, I know, it's like the best. Oh my God. But I never did. And I mean, I, w- I don't think I would now, but... Maybe, maybe, I would. maybe we can. Maybe we. Okay. You never know. But yeah, but no, it was so you would you could find and just for everyday wear for people like me or even you back then. Yeah. That we liked old stuff and we liked mixing the retro with the new. Right. As long as it fit me, I was like, you fuck could yeah. Fine, cool stuff back then, and it was cheap. This was before. This vintage bullshit that's popular now. It was just old clothes. Yeah. And I guarantee you about this vintage bullshit, why do you think all these stores go out of business? Because nobody is going to pay you $65 for a shirt from 1977. No one. No right. one. Which is why, which no is one. one of the reasons why the empire that was Lucy in disguise with diamonds, it's like she would buy old polyester clothes to rent to people mm-hmm. because you can wash them 10,000 times and they don't fade and they don't fall apart. But you could rent 70s, 60s and 70s clothes to people for costumes, but she would price them so high yeah, because, she didn't, because she didn't want anyone to buy them because if she can rent them for $10 a pop 10 times a year, she just made $100 off of a shirt she That's bought fantastic. for a dime. Yep, fantastic. And that yep. is how she built her empire. Yeah, but I just remember, you know, Benny, mm-hmm. he dressed so cool. Oh my god! I mean, I'm sure he still does, you know. Oh yeah, but he just but not so for as cool, cheaply but, as he used to. <laughs> but all of his stuff was like old, like quote unquote vintage. But it was cheap back then. Like I remember, like he got shirts that he would buy for like two dollars. I guarantee you, or fifty five dollars at a vintage shop right yeah. now. Yeah, no one's gonna buy. Oh yeah, and that's a damn shame. Oh yeah. But anyway, and that's um. 
Oh my god. I'm just, okay. Go back in your mind. <laughs> the day, one of those weekends. Oh, I know. I know when it was. It was when you and I, when I came down to San Antonio, and part one stop that day was when you and I went to Hello Tallulah. Remember? Oh, that's right. Because we went over there and we interviewed, we interviewed her and, yes. and, 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 and pet her, her cute doggy Tallulah. May she rest in peace. That's she right. has a new How doggy did we now. meet her? I met her online. Okay. Okay. And that's she is right. still, yes. do, she's still fabulous. She's still posting the most amazing. She gets, she is, it's like, it's a vintage store, but she is like, this amazing like estate sale shopper and she'll like do like these travel trips where she goes to garage sales and estate sales and she goes everywhere to find like the most glorious vintage dresses and hats and handbags and whatever. Yeah, and she can find the cool shit and not not this 90s and 2000s garbage. Yeah. And yeah. and in a variety of sizes too. They're they're not all like teeny tiny yeah. clothes. She makes a point of getting like there was there was something that she put on me while we were down there and I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to buy it because I was like there's nowhere I would wear this but I would <laughs> but I had so much fun being in her store and be like oh my god look at me I'm Joanne Worley. But <laughs> you know, if I if I if I aspired to be more Joanne every so often I have a moment where I think I just want to like have a feather boa and a sparkly caftan and my hair all piled oh, up on my course. head and you know, as I get older, I think I think I'm going to turn Phelan into Joanne Worley. And Phelan might like it. Or he'd probably just look at you and go, oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> but that day, do you remember the thrifting that we did? Because there was a whole street that you took me to in San Antonio that was all like crazy ass stores. Yes. And I remember being in one of those shops where they had like booths. Yes. Or stalls. Yeah. And I remember just screaming in laughter where the people that were working there came to see what was going on because I was trying to try on that goddamn jumpsuit. Remember? Oh, that jumpsuit. It I was... was trying because it <sighs> looked like Desiree from Vice Academy. Once. Yes. I don't even remember what it looked like. What color? I just. I remember like a dark purple or like a like a, a burgundy color, maybe? So it was accurate for the character then. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe like the the cut of the shoulders might not have been exactly the same, but it was it was absolutely that mid 80s shoulder padded. Yeah, jumpsuit. and I remember being to try it on and it's like the crotch was so high. Right. It was just cutting everything off. You know, there's yeah. No way because <laughs> you, if it had fit you, if it had been just a little bigger, like a skosh more room, you would have worn it out of the store. Like you would have just. Oh, yeah. And worn I already remember the we were just, I was just like screaming and laughing. Remember the person that was working there just came and was like, Oh my God. What is going on in here? <laughs> it's like we're, it's like you can never no one would ever understand the excitement of that jumpsuit oh my god yeah and i think they were amused i oh, think yeah. if i remember right but they were like what's happening here oh my god i have two other memories from that day one of them was actually a thing that i bought um 
since I was like before when I was talking about like my TV records, that day was significant because um, I was looking through some records and I found not only was it an All in the Family album, which I never knew existed, but it was a volume two, which meant there was a volume one, which I eventually did find the volume one. But like that day, a whole new world of all in the family LPs opened up to me. Terribly exciting. And didn't you buy, you bought Star Trek albums on that trip, didn't you? No, I bought the Star Trek albums when you were here with me. And after we went up to um, top drawer to see Benny, um, oh, we went over that's to right. that. That was in Austin. That's yeah, right. that was where I found the the Star Trek albums and the Jan and Dean uh, Batman album, which I never yes. know. I never knew they made an entire album. I knew they did Batman songs and Joker songs and Penguin songs or whatever, but I never knew they released a whole album of just Batman. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember, and that's where I bought two nice girls. Yeah, sealed, sealed copy of, of Chloe like, like a version. Oh no! It was, oh, it was like a version. It, it wasn't was Chloe like a liked version. Olivia. Yeah, because I did buy Chloe liked Olivia afterwards, but I got it on eBay. Right. For like eight dollars, because nobody knows what the fuck it is. But I, I was know. thrilled to have it. Oh my god! Yeah. And that was so cool because since luckily they're the kind of they're the kind of place that would ship. So you didn't yeah. have to worry about how you were going to carry it home. You just had them mail it to you. And then when when you got home, then you received a package. Oh, and remember, and I bought Div, Div, uh, Bette Midler Divine Madness there, too. Remember? Yes! Oh, yeah. my God. But the other thing that I remember from that day in San Antonio was that we went to a store that was, like, mostly furniture and decor. And I have this vivid memory of a... Hideous but wonderful, like a child's bedroom set that was all like yellow and orange. And it was like a four poster bed and like a big dresser and then like a vanity with a mirror. And it was all like carved wood painted yellow with orange and white accents on it. And it was insane. I think I remember that. It was like total Marsha Brady hideous, right? It was yes. so amazing. And I remember thinking, cause like there was one, there was like this huge dresser that may have been more like an armoire. Now that I think about it, they may have had doors on it too. And I remember thinking if, I mean, yellow is not really my thing. Like if it was like lime green, <laughs> yeah, I totally would have bought it. But, like, it was phenomenal. And it was, like, some kid, some kid grew up and that was their bedroom set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there were some crazy-ass, like, 60s and 70s bedroom sets for kids. But I'd never seen anything like it in my life. And I just remember we stood there for the longest time just being like, I I can't believe we're standing in front of something so magnificent. Like, it was so cool. I don't remember if I did this, but I could totally hear me saying, Amelia, you need to buy it and put it in my room. 
Oh, which God. is not my room, but, you know, the but guest room yeah, that we used room. to jokingly say my room because yeah. I would stay in there. Yeah. But I, I don't remember if I said that. But I, I don't know if all that furniture that. would fit in there because that is a very small bit. Like this morning, I'm showing you how social media has become a big help in solving crime. On social media is helping solve major crimes and exposing others. Two local police departments are using the power of social media to catch the bad guys on a regular basis. With the click of a button, thousands of crime fighters share pictures and videos of suspects crowdsourcing to catch criminals. Hey guys, it's Marianne, dog mom, baker, true crime podcast maker, and as some of you might know, our podcast was named crime scene and cupcakes because, well, I'm the boozy baker. However, since crimes are changing because social media and everything is changing, that means we need to change with them in order to possibly assist law enforcement in getting answers. When my friend Krista Martin was murdered back on October 1st, 1989, there was barely a blurb out there on media on her case. And unfortunately, that is still the way it is to this day. It just seems to be the status quo on a lot of cases. And I refuse to allow that to happen. So that's our mission, to change that, to be the voice for those that go unheard to be the voice and give those a social media presence. Because more than 200,000 unsolved cases have gone cold since 1980. And the people who committed those crimes, well, they could be living right next door in the same locations scattered around the world. By using social media, podcast platforms, case flyers, and hashtags, Law enforcement and family are able to track the chatter and comments on certain cases. And you can join this movement by listening to our podcast, The Social Detective, on any of your streaming platforms. You can also join us on Instagram, Twitter, or I guess it's called X now, Threads, Facebook, you name it, you can find us. Join the social detective and the crime solve movement. Help us assist law enforcement by putting a few in the win column. And I really hope Krista's case is one of them. Oh, let's see. Oh, no, but I just remember that jumpsuit and I remember, God, there were so many. Oh, God, I remember one time, God, back in the 90s. We were thrift shopping as we always did. Remember, we found that porno book oh, in the middle of the thrift yes. store. In, in a Goodwill, yeah, in the children's and, department. Yes, and I don't remember was the name of the book or one. Or was it just one of the stories in the book with something like "I made the sitter suck"? The book was called "They Made the Sitter Suck." Yes, <laughs> yes. And of course, you bought it. No, I didn't buy it. I stole it because I didn't want oh, to be seen purchasing it. You shoplifted it. <laughs> I stole the porn book from the children's department in the Goodwill. That's right. To to save the children, 
to keep to keep it away from the eyes of children. Do you still have that? God, probably. I bet you do. <laughs> you know I don't throw away anything. I have so I many bits of shit. I don't think we could read it now with like our modern sensibilities would be just be so offensive and But not we laughed our asses off in the but car. I do remember yeah, us I... laughing really hard. But you know, we do have <laughs> on our schedule this year um one of the one of our episodes, I can't remember when, coming up will be when we recreate the old episode that was called Vaseline and that story I'm pretty sure was in Vaseline. Okay. Because and remember we eventually were talking about like watching porn in the hotel room when we went to Houston for the Kiss concert. Oh yes. That oh, that, that so episode yes. went yes. everywhere from different things being used for lube and porn and it was that episode is amazing and we're yes. going to recreate it we're going to re-listen to it write down all to make sure we reference all the stories and then we're going to try and do it again yes and remember never forget the wisdom of putting vaseline in your hair that was also in that in that episode that episode has everything but that's one of the reasons why i don't want to tell the whole story of stealing a porno book from the children's department at goodwill okay. because i will tell the story in full when we do vaseline yes oh god yeah i remember that and i do just remember like always the first thing i would do i'd go to the women's shoes Oh, and sure. anything ugly in a size 11 or 12, I try on. Well, yeah, I mean, you used to... And I, I would do, I would buy a lot, too. I don't remember me and my ex, we had... You had the box of circular, pumps. And we had that circular... Oh, the shoe cylinder, rack. Yes. The shoe rack, and it was all women's shoes. It was all women's shoes. Because at, any, at the drop of a hat, all it took was, you know, a bunch of people over there, and we were all you know, drinking beer or whatever, and then all of a sudden, ooh, everyone should wear pumps. I know, and then man, suddenly all of a sudden everyone's I'd be, pumps. like, drunk in high heels and lingerie. <laughs> Get out the, the box of random drag and the and the, and the the huge tower of pumps. Oh, oh my God. God. The open-toed ones that were, like, turquoise and gold. <gasps> you oh my know God, exactly. I can visualize them. The, yeah, like the shiny turquoise vinyl. And then uh, in the heel, there was like a plastic... Like an inset? Like a plastic inset that looked like little crystals. Oh, God. Those shoes were amazing. And then the, stra the strap across the top. Yeah, it was like turquoise shiny vinyl with like a, like a gold like bow a thing on it. Right. God damn yeah. it. See, and they I don't can make you visualize like them. Do you still have the pumps where the heel is a lipstick? No. Oh man! They, I think I, I still I, have I a have, picture of your feet. I have access to them. They're in San Antonio. They're, oh, Leah they're has, just Leah okay. has them. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I but do I still have a picture have of your feet. Yes. Of of your cat, your naked calves with those shoes on. And in on fact, that is so funny because <laughs> they were zebra print. 
They were zebra stripes. They were zebra print with like little chains. Like chains around the ankle. And then the stiletto heel was a lipstick. Yeah. And it was so funny because Alan's parents bought those for me at a thrift <laughs> store in Lubbock. Lubbock. And they were like, these remind us of Pitney. Pitney needs to have these. No shoes have ever been more you. And I remember Papa was like, okay, whatever you think, Mama, right, you know. And she was like, oh, no. How loud did you scream? How loud did you scream when you saw I was so excited. And (sighs) yeah, but they bought those. Did you put them on and then and then flop over back and kick your feet in the air going, Woo! I may have, because I remember <laughs> I was in Leah's, I was in Leah's office oh, the first time I, so I probably did lay back on the futon with my legs in the air. I'm sure I did. Oh my God. But you know, it's so hard to know because I've so often been on a futon with legs in the air, so I don't know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I had a dime. I mean, it's like all the time ago, but you know. Oh but yeah, those glory, these, those came from a thrift store in fucking Lubbock, Texas. That's so fabulous. <laughs> Okay, I'm flat. Now, unfortunately, you were not with me because you were in Guatemala. But you know how when you were in Guatemala, I spent way too much time with the worst person in the world. Oh, yes. And one time, he and I were at a Salvation Army. And this is like, this is like kind of circling back around to the buying, buying old records at thrift stores thing. So... At that okay, when I first became a Kiss fan, as anyone who listened to our fabulous Kiss episode would know. Oh my God! Speaking of, I should mention. So, Paul Stanley liked one of my tweets from back then when oh, we were I doing when we were doing uh, all the because like when Kiss was winding up their tour and we were getting ready to do our big Kiss spectacular, Kisstacular. Uh, yeah, uh, he went, he kind of, I don't know why he was going so far back in time, but he, Paul Stanley, the Paul Stanley. I know, but was it Paul or was it just one of his people? I don't care. It was his account. Yes. And I say hi to him all the time. But anyway, but when I was first becoming a Kiss fan, which people who listened to those episodes, that our fabulous Kiss episode back then in early December, those people know that I didn't become a Kiss fan until, like, the 90s. Revenge era, girl. The revenge revenge era. And so I had a lot of catching up to do because I didn't own anything. And it turned out that the 90s was a pretty good time for buying Kiss albums in thrift stores. So one time, the worst person in the world and I were at a Salvation Army that had a a decent-sized... Uh, record pile you know and i'm like going through you know and of course they're never organized or anything you know that's the thing you got to be you got to be dedicated you got to go through every stack oh yeah i'm flipping through and i go oh love gun nice okay score i'm i'm getting this and he's like whatever and i keep going and then i see something i didn't even know existed and Mm -hmm. that was a thing called 
the originals. And that was back when Kiss Alive became big. It was their fourth fucking album. Yeah. And like nobody had bought the first three albums. So after they became became huge with Kiss Alive, the first three albums got re-released as a set. Yep. That was like a big gatefold thing. It had all three records. The inner sleeves looked like the covers of the first three albums. And then there was a book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I don't have these three albums. So awesome. I'm getting all three of these all at once. This is great. And then he starts going, well, you should give that to me. You should let me have that. Uh, finders, keepers, losers, weepers, dude. And right. also, fuck you. And he's like, but but I am the collector. I'm the one who is a collector. And that is highly collectible. <laughs> so you should let me have it. And I'm like... But I don't even have these records, and which I'm is buying them. So shut up. Yeah, this is me buying their first three albums. This is not me buying some highly collectible thing. Yeah, this is me buying three of their albums. Well, plus Love Gun. But he was just like, but, 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 and I and I and I'm like, well, if it means that much to you, you can just give me. The first three albums. The first three albums of, you know, because he had multiple copies of every album because Oh, I know. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I don't know for a fact, but I know for a fact without knowing that bitch had a copy of that. Oh, probably. He had the originals. Come on. But he was so horrified because not only were they in fucking pristine condition i mean it was so it was in such good shape it's amazing it wasn't still wrapped you know it's amazing and it wasn't in mint. It, right of course i do yeah and the <laughs> book was in there and all three records were in there probably never played yeah all the i mean like the edges weren't even torn like everything was fucking perfect and he was so mad at me because I, I remember just that. I remember you calling me and being like, "You know what he did?" <laughs> that son of a bitch. And see, that was back when we, when it was like, that was one of many, many things that you know. Later, yeah. when we decided to stop being friends with him, that it was like, oh, he was always a dick. He was always a complete asshole. Oh yeah, I remember. But that. like, oh, how bro. how dare you? If you're in a thrift store. And you're and you find something you do not owe the person you're with that thing if they think they want it more. It's oh, like no I, that that would be know, a fucking I, gift if I gave it to you and I'm not giving it to you because yeah, it's mine. I don't remember, but I'm sure if I could have hypnosis and go back, I guarantee you I could find memories of me and Verity in thrift stores where us fighting over things. Oh, God. I guarantee it. Oh, my God. Ugh. But, Pitney, Pitney, I'm the bigger fan. I'm I'm a fan. Shut up, Verity. 
Like How dare you even fan. call you're yourself? New, you're new to fandom. I'm a true. I'm true. <laughs> I'm true. Yes. Verity, the epitome of true. Except in the sense that she wasn't actually a fan of anything because she didn't oh. like anything. She was just so dorky oh that she declared herself a fan of all things. But I do think... I do think Verity and Von Lichtenstein... For introducing me to thrift. Oh, because sure. Because, you know, my mom, to this day, my mom is like, oh my God, thrift. Oh my God, goodwill. Oh, 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 oh I know. God. Oh, yeah, she's totally, so I would never. But I first started going look for stuff to alter for costumes. For costume right? stuff, yeah. And then, you know, around that time when after, you know, I came out and blah, 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 and I started actually becoming my own person. And you realized this is just how you wanted to dress. Style, and yeah. I was like, oh my God, there's all this stuff that I really like in these thrift stores. And it was like it opened up a world. Right. And I do owe that to Verity and Trisha, you know. You know, your style was so, like, tacky 70s. That yeah. I'm actually amazed that yeah. you weren't walking around with your shirt unbuttoned to your navel with a bunch of chains on. Like, oh, you I could know. have very easily gone Peter Allen. Oh, I know. <laughs> you could have gone Wayland I, Flowers. <laughs> I talked to this girl, Tracy, a few nights ago oh. from, that I knew from back then. Oh, my God. And I saw her... I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, for the first time in 30 years. Right. Because she was in San Jose and we had like a little reunion. I haven't talked to her since we got together. Right. Anyway, we talked on the phone the other night and we were we were actually reminiscing about the way we used to dress and where we used to shop and oh. blah, blah, blah. And I, and I was just like, she was like, I just, man, you were just so interesting and all... All the girls wanted you in the scene. They all wanted you. I know. You were so popular. Oh, yeah, honey, I know. But, yeah, all the girls wanted me. They all thought I was so hot and so this and that. (laughs) Yeah, and it was so fucking funny. And she was like, none of us could figure you out because you'd wear, like, these kiss shirts, but then you would have, like, your goth makeup on, and then some days you would come to the crow and you'd be all in your... 70s stuff that was half drag <laughs> right and nobody knew what to make of you and everybody thought it was you were so mysterious and all the girls like totally wanted you and she was like i wanted to marry you <laughs> and i was like i know you did <laughs> you know? well didn't we all didn't we all oh but that was God. so funny that you say that. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, my God, I remember this outfit. And I remember this outfit. And I used to wear this. Remember those leather purses that were real popular in the 70s? They were, like, brown leather, but they were embossed, like, with flowers and stuff. And, yes. like, the embossed flowers would be dyed red and yellow right. and green. And be, like, like, like a Western belt. Like, people would get leather tooling kits and they would yeah. make their own and there little were purses. leather gear. Yeah. I used to have one of those purses that I used to wear. And of course I didn't wear I wore it over the shoulder and across the chest so it was um it was a Merce. Before Merce <laughs> existed. That's the way I wear my purses. Existed. That's where I wear my purses. Existed. Yeah. 
But I would wear one of those leather floral light, and I called because it, it was Car- so much more butch to wear. And, it and I called it my Carol King. <laughs> of course! Oh my lord! Oh my god! Oh. I just realized so when I was cleaning out my closet the other day I realized I still have I have a I have a bin like a big Rubbermaid bin that literally just on the side in marker it just says 80s clothes (gasps) and it's like my old clothes although there was one thing in there that actually belonged to the Duchess because I used to borrow it from her sometimes it was an acid washed uh, mini skirt that the top part was like overalls, like oh. the buckles on the shoulders, but it was like acid wash mini skirt. Which, which, see, that's the thing. I always thought I was hugely fat and she was tall and skinny, and yet somehow we could wear the same clothes sometimes. So that's what happens when someone tells you you're fat and you're not even fat. Oh I my god, I want to wear that. I want to, I, I want to wear that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I still have my neon orange fleece batwing jacket. I still have, I have so much stuff in there. There's also, um, there's t-shirts in there and there's accessories. There's like rubber bracelets and hair ties and things. But there's like. Like the original Madonna rubber bracelets. Oh my God. I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have enough to go up my arms, but I had, I had a bunch of. Yeah. Metal bangles mixed in with rubber bangles that just whatever I had at the time. But, like, I think there's t-shirt, there's some old concert t-shirts in there, like my my Culture Club Clone War t-shirt. And, because, cool. um, like, my sister, okay, so the Duchess, when she, before she had, before she started her business, when she worked for uh, an advertising agency, they went to some big event somewhere and one of the nights was was the theme was ladies of the 80s and i oh. took i mean how nice am i i go i'll go over to your office i'll bring i'll bring you 80s clothes so that you and all the the girls in your office can wear actual clothes from the 80s and not go yeah. to fucking costume shop and get some madonna wannabe crap you know that had nothing to do with that. With that looks like really a costume, whereas yeah. whereas yeah. I would be wear, dressing you. And I I took I remember taking huge garbage bags, like big, uh-huh. like fifty gallon garbage bags, filled with clothes that she and I both wore in the eighties, and just dumped them out on the floor. And all the women in her office were losing their minds. Oh and my they god! All, and they all borrow stuff and wear yes! it. Oh, that's great. And they ended up. Because of me and my one woman thrift store of giving them 80s, actual 80s clothes, they basically, everyone else was wearing stupid costume shit. They were, their entire group was dressed authentically 80s. Yeah. And they, I don't know if there was a contest, but whatever it was, they won it and they got to go backstage and they got to meet Jody Watley and Taylor Dane. Oh my god, how fabulous. Which only Generation X people would understand. <laughs> and I so would not give a fuck then or now. I wouldn't either, but the fact that they won. But I would think it was won, kind of funny, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're meeting Janet Jackson or something, you know. Yes. But, you know, 
Taylor Dane. Oh my God! Turn it to my heart. I remember, I remember her name, and I remember, yeah, I remember Jody Watley. Yes. Her name, but I don't remember her song. I mainly remember what she looked like. I, I'm sure I know her songs, but I, someone would have to hum it, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, that. I don't know. Now I bet if there's a thrift store that has records. We could there's find a some bunch Jody of Taylor Wattley. Dane that nobody wants or oh, knows God, I what bet it there's is. so much Taylor or Dane. Or Jody Watley, yeah. Oh my God, I bet there's so much Taylor Dane out there. Oh my God. And I bet there's a lot of Sade that nobody wants. <laughs> you mean Sharday? Char- oh, is it Sharday? Whatever the fuck. <laughs> I was thinking about her the other day. She was so she was so eleganza. But I never and her and her music was so jazzy. Like you could be jazzy and have hits back then. I don't she, even. Rem- I just remember her name. I don't remember. He's a know. smooth operator. Smooth oh, that song. Okay. Operator. I, I know that song. Coast to coast, LA to Chicago. Da, da, da. Yeah, and I know it's so funny because I was talking oh to like God. some kids at work, and I know you and me differ in this like greatly. Mm-hmm. But all of like the college kids at work, they love the eighties and they love eighties pop. But what do they think eighties pop is? Is it like all fucking Corey Hart and Richard Marks, or do they it's, actually listen to good music? I mean, Thompson Twins. I'm trying to even think of what the conversation was entailing. It was some song that I was making fun of that they were playing at Target because I was like oh my god this song is such a piece of shit and it totally sounds like the 80s but I don't know what the fuck it is and I don't know if it's the 80s or not and they were like oh. and this guy that you know I'm friends with because we're like video game friends right right and he's like oh, do you not like 80s pop and I'm like honey I lived Bi- bitch it. we lived it <laughs> and I was like I marginally liked some of it then and I just buys it now and I said even music that I liked in the 80s 90% of it I hate it now but it was so good oh my god what could you think And I mean I'd I mean, rather they was... listen to that than listen to most of the shit that's out now yeah oh god yeah oh fuck yeah absolutely yeah. but I mean they think like you know Depeche Mode and Erasure or like Mozart and I'm like oh, they're disco they're just stupid disco it's I mean, Erasure was like the Duchess. The Duchess was into Erasure. Erasure and Information Society. But see, I think of that as being <sighs> almost 1990 music because <sighs> it was more her music than mine. Yeah, but the fucking worst, the fucking worst. And I remember, oh, listening to these cassettes over and over and over and thinking they were just <laughs> so avant garde, right? And, you know, sometimes I will go and I will be nostalgic and I'll go on my Amazon music account because I didn't listen to anything. Right. Pay for it, right? Right. I decided I was going to go down memory lane and listen to the goddamn Pet Shop Boys. Now, see, why would you pick that? I can only stomach, like, one song at a time. I loved them. And you cannot find a shittier fucking band than the Pitch Shop Boys. I don't know. Frankie Goes to Hollywood might, 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 run a, might give him a tie. Oh, relax. <laughs> don't do it. When, when you, you want to come. Don't do it. <laughs> 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 
but yeah, and and I was like, oh, honey, I lived through it. I just can't handle it. But no, apparently they just love it. Oh my god. They love that, and they think that you know Nicki Minaj is like the best thing that ever hit music. It, it is so frightening. Oh but whatever, god. we're old. I'm not meant to get it, and it's fine. Nope. Nope. I mean, you know, they're 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 no Aztec camera. They're no haircut one hundred. Aztec camera's good. I, I still listen love... to their record. I do too. And you know they're why? No Ebenozen. Do you remember Ebenozen? You know why I still listen to Aztec camera? Because they it was guitars and a bass and a drum yes. and acoustic guitars. Oblivious it by Aztec Camera. If you're listening and you don't know who we're talking about, go look up Oblivious by Aztec Camera. It was basically folk music. It was so fucking When good. you think about it, it really is. But like so... Pet Shop Boys, it's just like, they get me. It's fucking synthes. It's all synthesizer shit. Oh my God. I just remember that horrible song by them. I love you. You pay my rent. Do I know that song? That doesn't sound familiar. You probably do. I think it was a hit. Was that like one random line from the middle of it? Is that why I'm not remembering it? I think the name of the song was Rent, I think. Oh, I definitely don't know that. But yeah, it was just like, oh girl, now now I'm going to get... Because you know we get so much mail. (laughs) I'm going to get all this hate mail. How can you say... That the Pet Shop Boys are not just the highest pinnacle. Of oh my god! <laughs> Do you think if you think if we found if uh, actually the problem is like the only thrift store that I know that has records now. When I go over to their records, it's like, why is it all like old church choir music? Why is it oh, all fuck. like I know fucking. It's like that that store it's like if you if you stay over in the clothes and in the and in the housewares and whatever it's fabulous. But if you go back in that corner where it's all where it's books and records and magazines, I swear to god all the books are like Mormon homeschooling shit and all the records are like church shit and it's not well, hilarious it's church shit not... like I used to get. Well, and it's because you know why? I think people have not really read in over 20 years. It's all Kindle. Well, and yeah. People haven't bought records in forever, so everybody that was gonna get records have gotten rid of records, have gotten rid of them. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, the last time I was able to buy records there, I probably was like, "Oh my god, no one ever touches these," because that would have been the day that I bought all those seventy eights, and I even yeah. bought like. They used to make, they were the size of 45s, but they had the little hole. They were actually 33 and a third speed, but they had a little hole in the middle. Oh, yeah, and there was like three or four songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were some of those that were like... Yeah, um, there'd be like the single on one side, and then the flip side would have like two songs, or two remixes of the same song or something. Well, no, but these were, I, I mean, these are like, I'm talking about like the Jackie Gleason Orchestra. Oh, back then. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I didn't know that. Because I used, yeah, because I, I mean, you know, that was, that was the beginning of my obsession with, like, let's see what's the oldest record I can get. You know. The oldest record, for anyone who's, for anyone who's keeping score, the oldest record in my collection was recorded in 1905. 
Oh my god, that's so awesome. It sounds like this. Yeah. But it's fabulous, and it's Harry Lauder, and it's 1905. But it's fucking cool that you have it. And the only thing I'm aware of that, that is a recording by him that is older is on wax cylinder, so I can't go any older oh, yeah, than that. Because yeah, I'm yeah. not going to get a wax cylinder player. But it would be fabulous. I don't know, maybe Santa next year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone, Everyone loves stickers. Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Perfect. Can you hear the puppy snores at all? No. Sometimes you can a little bit. I know sometimes <laughs> I can. I don't know why, but when you said, can you hear the puppy snores, my brain put it to Les Mis music. Uh, do, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear the puppy snores? La, la, la. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it was cute. It was only in my head, though. Yeah. It was very cute. Oh, my God.